Can you bend a spoon with your mind? Was Steve Jobs reincarnated as Candy Crush? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Tuesday once again, and you are listening to your favorite professional paranormal investigator hosts, Mr. Rory Powers. Boo! And Mr. Kit Greer. How are you doing today, Rory? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm ready to be spooked. I'm ready to have my whole understanding of this universe flipped upside down like a beautiful pancake. That's right. I mean, we take, you know, we do these podcasts. They're extremely draining. And uh, we take six days off of just trying to to reintegrate to society. Yeah. Just put our tiny minds back together before ripping them apart once again the next Tuesday. Yeah, I I call in sick a lot at work (laughs) and just tell them about that I can't come in. My mind has been thoroughly blown. It's like, I can come in, but I ain't doing shit. Yeah, and they're like, like, that's not a medical excuse. (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a doctor wouldn't sign off on that. Yeah, a doctor also wouldn't sign off on uh, the Enfield hauntings, but they happened too. So what do you think about that, boss man? They're like, you're extremely confused as to what a sick day really means. (laughs) You're bringing up paranormal What's sicker than a ghost? What's paler than a ghost? (laughs) Just by being louder than we are doesn't mean you're more right. What's scarier than Bigfoot? (laughs) I'm already back. I've already backed out. You think your work here, this insurance firm is so important? Well, what's more important than a Sasquatch? <laughs> That's right. We're back on a Tuesday to investigate another paranormal tale, claim, or incident. I don't know. Shit. It's what we do best. Normally, we take a, a very famous paranormal case. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, what, that's what everyone wants to know, is the truth behind those, those hard-hitting questions. But sometimes, we want to hear a brand new, original case. An anecdote so fresh, so recent, just so goddamn real Shit. that it can't be denied. We have one of the members of the paranormal nation out there has written into us a devastatingly terrifying paranormal tale that happened to them. And they wrote into what email address would this be, Kit? Ah, shit. It's here somewhere. (laughs) So many folders. Crap. Just folders. That's the... Oh, no, that's the old. I mean, you should also just know it off by heart. Is it the AOL? Why do you have so many treasure maps? Is it the... (laughs) It's this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com. Nice. That's where you can send in your own tales. And that's where that's we right. find. If you enter that on the chest <laughs> that you find, <laughs> that's where we find today's story. Okay. So thank you to Mr. John B. I don't want to give away your last name in case, I don't know, ghouls look you up in the yellow pages and hunt you down. But it is Bedford. But <laughs> absolutely it is. And we'll be giving his address later on the show. <laughs> Thank you very much, John B., mm-hmm. um, for this tale. I'm just going to dive right in. The story reads, What I'm about to tell you happened over the course of a four-month period. I'd moved into a house in Cocoa, Florida. Not a real place. No, not at all. Not at all. Near Frosty Lane. <laughs> <laughs> Where the rivers run with lemonade. <laughs> this is all cereals. <laughs> I said to my old family, Cheerios. <laughs> my neighbor, Captain Crunch. <laughs> I needed a couple of lucky charms to get me through the day. <laughs> There's no paranormal tale. It's just a list of puns. Of cereal puns. Sorry, Coco Farm? He moved into a, whatever moved into a house on Coco Pop Island with uh, the owner of the house and a sound engineer from the music venue I worked at. 
I'm not one who wants to say what happened was paranormal. I do believe in the paranormal, but I always like to remain skeptical to the possibility of a rational explanation. You're listening to the right podcast, my friend. <laughs> the real cast, as we like to call it in these parts. In January 2012, I moved into a large sunroom that had been remodeled into a bedroom on the rear of an older home in Cocoa, Florida. <laughs> the, <laughs> the house was situated in the center of a roughly 10-acre space of land, large oak trees draped with Spanish moss surrounding the immediate area around the house. He's quite articulate. Like, he's, <laughs> he's wording, he's really romancing. What are you trying song. to say Just say it's a <laughs> tree. Just say it's some trees in the garden. Brandon or Bedford. <laughs> Captain Crunch himself. Just get to the point. Um, Large open fields took up the majority of the front and rear of the yard. I tell you this to understand what happened the first night and subsequent nights after. The sun was low in the sky as I got ready to drive up to our rock bar we worked at. I was reaching for my keys when I heard a very abnormal barking sound from behind the house and rustling in the bushes. Barking fairly normal. Dog bark, presumably. Usually fairly normal, but maybe it had a kind of human ring to it or some sort of abnormal ring to it. Yeah, like uh, (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Imagine you're getting in the cars here. (laughs) Rocky! You're like, funny, I can swear I just heard Scooby-Doo. Unfortunately, Scooby-Doo is fictional. Right. And (laughs) Rocky! There it goes again. Christ. <laughs> Seems to be a pattern developing. You look in the mirror, you're shaggy. <gasps> <laughs> Scoopy snacks in hand. <gasps> what is this? Giant sandwich. <laughs> One hand bringing it closer to your mouth, the other's trying to keep it away. Oh, cripes. <laughs> Raggy, No. <laughs> I immediately thought it was one of the guys trying to scare me as it was a rather creepy place and it was my first night there. Okay. Mere seconds after hearing these noises, I opened the large windows facing the backyard to find there was no person or animals to be seen. I brushed the incident off and went about my evening. When I arrived at the rock bar, I told my roommate Dave about what happened. He laughed it off and came back with a, well, the place is haunted. The last guy left because weird things kept happening to him. Oh, I love this. I love this so much. Fast forward a month. Dave and I were just getting home around 3am after a big show that evening. Still wide awake, we grabbed a couple beers and headed to the deck that was built above the garage. After about 15 minutes, we both found ourselves staring into the cluster of trees directly behind the house. We looked at each other to confirm what we were seeing was actually there. A small black cloud. As much as I hate to say it, similar to the smoke monster from Lost. Wow. Was circling about 10 feet off the ground, almost directly ahead of us. Do you remember the smoke monster? No, not, not particularly. Okay. Is it worth me just looking up a video right now? Uh, Lost yeah. smoke monster? That's a good idea. Okay. So for it, because Lost is probably like a little bit older than maybe some of our listeners. Yeah. Um, but They're all toddlers. Our whole demographic is toddlers. <laughs> Six to seven years old is kind of our target demo. Yeah, that's why we beep the fucks. <laughs> So those brain-dead little shits. Granted, at seven, they're old enough to hear the shits, because they've <laughs> yeah. got the shits. Uh, YouTube. For anyone who doesn't know, Lost was a uh, a terrible program that kind of built up everyone's expectations and uh, hopes and dreams in the form of this young new director, J.J. Abrams, before sort of descending into madness and insanity and sort of tarnishing his name thereafter as someone who couldn't really tie up a knot in terms of a dramatic uh, storyline continuum. How dare you, sir? <laughs> the Force Awakens? Are you kidding me? Lost the Black Smoke Creature. Yep. Do we know what time of day this sighting is? Uh, 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Okay, so it's pretty dark already. Yeah. All right. 
In the scene, they're in a, a jungle. They appear to not know where they are. Lost, perhaps. Uh, no sign of nice, direction. Dude. Very obvious. Now, one but of the men nice. is Jesus Christ, looking at a. Uh, can you spin it around so I can see it just a little bit to to recap my memory? Thank you, sir. Yep, that's a smoke monster, all right. A straight up goosebumps shot here. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of POV of the smoke. The sound is quite creepy. Sounds like Thulu or Godzilla. It's essentially smoke, sentient smoke. It's black smoke. It really is, but it seems to have a mind of its own. I would say. Yes, absolutely. He just he saw Reaper essentially from Overwatch. Yeah, not far off. And, and Lost, it's kind of depicted as if it's kind of like an animal. It's nearly facing off with one of the characters, growling a little bit and then retreating into the distance. And I think John says he kind of hates to say it because the smoke monster was largely ridiculed when that appeared. People were kind of, this was the start of kind of people going, Jesus Christ, is this what Lost is now? Okay, just insanity. Just kind of like, it felt cheap at the time or something like that. Yeah. But, um, but granted... I've got to hand it to him. If that happened to you, what you just saw, it's pretty spooky. That is really spooky. Yeah, really And spooky. fair play to him for having the balls to uh, tell us about the it. The balls and the podcast, gall. Knowing full well that we will ridicule and criticize. Oh, I mean, he's in for a kicking. The rest <laughs> of this podcast is, he really is. <gasps> I mean, afraid of smoke? You little bitch. <laughs> uh, I'm interested to see where this is going. Was it the smoke barking? Let's find out. <laughs> On next week's episode. Thanks for listening, guys. So this cloud of smoke is circling about 10 feet off the ground, almost directly ahead of us. We sat and watched it for 20 minutes until it just seemed to drain off the ground. Assuming a natural phenomenon, but curious, we waited until the next day to explore it further. On the following day, just after noon, we went out back where we saw this floating smoke and noticed something peculiar about the area we saw it in. The trees there were growing in a perfect circle around a large area and the branches themselves seem to have grown around an invisible sphere above us. Okay, so like a dome. A dome of of trees and branches. Very interesting. At this point, we began to research ghost activity, demonology and the occult out of a morbid curiosity. Nice, a fellow investigator. Not professional, but still, it's admirable. Yeah, absolutely. You know, kind of like the D-Leagues. Yeah. Yeah. And we're the big D-Leagues, am I right? (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is a classic story of how someone, you know, gets the call to become paranormal investigator. Exactly. All it takes is one little spark. Absolutely. For me, personally, uh, when I was in Dublin, obviously, yeah, yeah, as a yeah. child, um, in that park, when I had mm. my first experience. Well, I mean, with that, that, yeah, I mean, that kind of been it, because, I mean, that wasn't real, though, so. Well, you know, it's debatable. I mean, we'll, we'll get onto that at another time. We can talk yeah, about yeah, that at yeah. a different time. Yeah, we'll, we'll circle back if we... <clears throat> If we ever uh, care. Give yeah. a shit, yes. Um, yeah, but that's all it takes. One little paranormal One experience. One little incident. And you're hooked. That's what we try and do with our audience. Get them hooked. That's right. Things were calm for the next few weeks, but we began performing small experiments. We would get our friends to... <laughs> yes? Do you take umbrage with that sentence? I just sir? want to know what the experiments are. <laughs> I'm just eager. We would get our friends to follow us out into the yard without telling them why. Even Jesus our- Christ! Yeah. <laughs> Even even our most brutal black metal loving friends would unconsciously stop following us every time directly at the border of the circle. No. Save for one spot. I love this. There were two trees that were spaced roughly a kind of doors width, a shoulder width apart. If we led people through this into the circle, 
No one ever had an issue. Like I said before, things were quiet for a few weeks, but then things seemed to take a strange turn. One evening, I went out to my car, which I had to park close to the two entrance trees. I got in my car, and while I was fastening my seatbelt, my car began to lurch forward a bit. This alarmed me as the front end of the car was slightly uphill, so it didn't really seem possible. Gravity and faulty brakes didn't seem to fit. The car lurched forward three more times, as if being pulled towards the circle. At this point, I was truly freaked out. This is a car I've had for 10 years, and even to this day, it has never happened again. I turned the car on and hit the lights since it was dusk, and I saw a snake hanging out of a hole in the side of a tree. Again, this could be all mere coincidence, but it's hard to separate symbolism from truth in times of fear. He slithered back into the tree as I backed out. I arrived... <laughs> Come to me, car. <laughs> little bitch. <laughs> is, is, he, is this something? man... <laughs> Yeah. Has this man seen, just out of curiosity, right. a treehouse before? <laughs> Does he know what a treehouse is? Why do you question this? Well, he's just saying, you know, like this strange formation. The branches seem to form a roof. And uh, <laughs> there was a miniature tea set inside. <laughs> now that I think about it, there were many young children running about, frolicking yeah. in the garden. These, these, these snakes of children. <laughs> I arrived to work and told Dave what happened, and we became determined to investigate what was happening as if it was an actual paranormal investigation. We started going back out and on the rooftop porch every night after work. That's a lot of dedication. I really admire that. Most nights were quiet, but some were active. It's been some years since this all occurred, so I will try my best to get the timeline right. About five days into our investigation, we had already seen fog form in the area, but nowhere else back in the five acres. What we saw next scared us inside for the night. It's hard to explain exactly what we were looking at, but it appeared to be a seven-foot humanoid shadow walking towards us. It was almost impossible to actually see. I really like this description. It's like when you see a blur of motion in the corner of your eye, but this was directly in front of them. That's so weird. That's quite a good way of explaining it. That is a good way to describe it. It's not distinct. It's very hard to place. That's something that's so specific. In description, that it's troubling. Yeah, it's exactly. not just like the creature was hard to see. It's like I can tell you exactly how hard to see it was. Yeah, like how elusive it was. Because you kind of find yourself when you hear stories like this, you, you're like kind of like there's. I mean, let's just be real. There's the side of your brain that's like this is all horseshit. Of course. So you're constantly double guessing, and you're saying, "Well, okay, listen, a shadow's coming at you. What does it look like? Oh, does it look like the smoke monster? Oh, does it look like a man in black? Does it look like my dad? Oh, does it look like?" <laughs> Um, but this is such a good explanation. I'm like, I can really picture that. I can see yeah. how that would be very, very troubling indeed. Yeah, god damn. They shot it, right? <laughs> that they was killed when it. I pulled out my 12 gauge. <laughs> I just want to know whether or not I should be on alert right now. <laughs> I, I passed like... seven snakes on the way to your house today. <laughs> Jesus I just want to know, know if that's related or if just the zoo that's is That's not loose. even counting the ones that are, you brought with you. No. <laughs> the snake backpack? <laughs> it's made of snakes. <laughs> Of snake skin, it's also filled with snakes. Two big snakes around my shoulders <laughs> and a snake whose mouth I filled with snakes. I call it the snake backpack. Your belt, also a snake. You yes. kind of just attach its teeth to its tail and it kind of holds up your trousers mm. a bit. Yes. I have a snake skin wallet too. It's alive too. Yep, it's it, a ju- snake. it just ate your wallet. It ate my money and I made it my wallet. What's so hard to understand about this? My phone case 
Sure. Snake skin again? No, just a snake. Wow. The snake ate my phone. <laughs> I feel like you're next. Has the snake ever tried to eat you, sir? Ask me about my socks. <laughs> Ask me about them. Your They're socks, snakes. Are... Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Snakes hate my feet. Truly brilliant. I'm imagining you gifting your loved ones at Christmas mittens, gloves, and stockings. All live snakes. Wow. Like, why did you give me a snake? Please, shoes. What are you saying? Those are shoes. Beautiful. You know who else uses snakeskin? Uh, Louis Vuitton. Okay. Uh, Gucci. Okay. These are actually extremely expensive. Even if this was an acceptable gift, you rode in here on a wave of snakes. (laughs) I don't know why they're letting you control them. I don't so much breed them as tolerate them. They they are my uh, cohabitants, I would say. Sure, I am their lord. (laughs) But uh, they're actual real pain in the ass because of my snake boxers. <laughs> See, my sinus is allergic. That's right. <laughs> it's not allergic. You got bitten on the face. <laughs> yes, allergic to snake bites. I'm allergic to venom, idiots. Anyway, snake bite anyone? <laughs> <laughs> the glass is a snake. <laughs> Just drinking from a snake's mouth. <laughs> Oh, praise Ra. I bet Ra had something to do with snakes. <laughs> uh, what, someone tweeted us correcting us. I think Ra is a is the bird-headed god. Lord knows they're going to correct us in the comments after this one. They're going to give us a beating in the comments, but I think it's a bird-headed god. I've never even seen what Ra looks like. I, I, I just want to Google it real quick. Just don't look him directly in the eyes is all I would say. Right, right, okay. Lest you um, become a snake yourself. The god Ra. <laughs> the one true god, <laughs> Lord Almighty, Lord of Light. I obviously could have just Googled God and Ra would have shown up because obviously he's... Oh, yeah, he's like the bird head one. Cool, cool, cool. I didn't disrespect Ra too much this time. He looks great. He's got like a spear. Yep. As well. That's pretty great. He has a... He's a body of a human though, am I right? Yes, body of a human. He's got a good thing going body of a human, head of a... Head of a bird. No, it's yeah. a bad thing because you, you want the bird wings. Do you though? Yeah, I guess you do. Yeah. But that would it would look kind of disturbing. Imagine pigeons running around with kind of human heads. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, you'll love this though. Apep is, I believe, the Egyptian god of snakes. Ooh. And guess who their sibling is? Ra! <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's so, what I'm reading right now. So if the you're internet. the lord of garden snakes... That makes you like second cousin to Ra, dude. Holy shit, I think he battled Ra. <laughs> really? I don't want to go. Jesus Christ. There's literally Egyptian depictions of Ra fighting the snake god Apex. Jesus. Look at this. We need a world star hip hop. I'm very aware we're, we're getting off topic. No, who gives also, a shit? Let's scrap the previous story. Look at Ra fighting the snake god. Wow. Spearing him like in the head. Jesus. So for those uh, listening at home, Ra is sailing a boat with some other god. Doing what he does best. He's really doing what he does. Yeah. And he seems to be sailing on the snake god simultaneously spearing the snake god in the mouth. It was a real hit and slither. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, dude. Thanks. Thanks, man. Yeah. That's pretty badass. All right. That's cool. That can be like our other our other god. We need to get run to a Ra episode. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. Egyptian lore is coming. I, I like Egyptian lore. Cool. Anyway, what's something about snakes? Yeah, Sorry. something. Like, <laughs> let's get back to the story at hand, folks. All right, so they saw this seven-foot humanoid shadow walking towards them. Back to the first person. 
As I said, we headed right inside and talked for a while about trying to convince each other it was simply an illusion from the moon and shadows. Next two nights were dead. No fog, no motion, no noises, just nothing. Hmm. The third night, we were sitting in my room and heard a very deep growling coming outside the yard in the area the circle was. So this is kind of getting back to the barking thing. Yeah. I mean, this could still be an animal. I tried to look outside as there was just enough moonlight to make out the trees. No figures or people were anywhere to be seen. That's when my windows started rattling. Five windows on all three sides of the room were just shaking and rattling. There was no wind. Remember, this guy lives in Cocoa, Florida. This is like Paradise City. Right, right. You know, take me down where the girls are pretty. Yeah, where the snakes are green and the (laughs) trees are haunted. And the Ra has a spear (laughs) in your throat. So shaking windows should not be... Should not happen. A worry that you have. No, no, no. I had a wall-mounted air conditioner on the side of the room closest to the circle, which began making a noise like coins were being sucked through the vents. Again, so descriptive. So worryingly descriptive. Yeah, I know. It's not just weird noises. It feels like, and I don't mean to discredit Mr. John, uh, but if you were to try and write this as like an entertaining story or whatever, it's like, these are extremely specific. Yeah. It's like gone to a lot of effort here i think if if that were the case Mm -hmm. after a minute everything stopped at once needless to say we didn't go outside that evening the next seven or eight days were completely normal it was at this time we began laughing at ourselves for being so foolish outside the door to my room was a small bricked patio with a few benches we were sitting out after work again when a laugh came from the circle we stood up (laughs) yes no just that's a weird thing to come from the circle (laughs) it's come from a patch of grass for sure weird i mean I think things that would come from a patch of grass, bugs, yeah. ants, maybe a garden snake. Possibly the snake. Yeah. A Chuckles? Bu- <laughs> no. A, a bark, potentially. Uh, <laughs> roars of laughter, for sure no. No, especially if it's, I don't know, we haven't been told about what kind of laugh it is. Yeah. I'm going to go for giggle. Yeah, I'm going to go for creepy giggle. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, that's that was... Wait... <laughs> Were you there, sir? Did you find the coins I put in your air vent? (laughs) It's just the snake in the tree. That's a good snake voice, to be fair. Thanks, man. I'm working on my snake voice. They've been coaching me. (laughs) You need to... Your S's. (laughs) Sorry, dudes. I always forget that one. (laughs) To hear this laugh from the circle. We stood up and turned around and looked. The shadowy figure from before was standing right at the edge of the light from the porch. Dave and myself both began exhaling smoke heavily as we stared at this thing. For reference, I smoked cigarettes, but I hadn't had one for half an hour. Jesus. And Dave didn't smoke at all. This is Florida in the summer, nowhere near cold enough for your breath to freeze. It's 25.5 degrees Celsius, 78 degrees Fahrenheit out. It hovered away from us. (laughs) Just take a look. Just for the record, I only smoke cigarettes and I hadn't had one for half an hour. Dave doesn't smoke, he just does cocaine. (laughs) This was impossible. (laughs) Just for reference, we like to hit up the strip bars two to three nights a week and maybe uh, roll a little molly those nights, but definitely no smoke. No smoke. Also, NOS, sort of Thursday through Sunday, but um, NOS is a clear gas, so there would be no smoke. Crack, but don't smoke it. We put it in balls and eat it. Correct, correct. Heroin, (laughs) yes, you see it in my pockets, but no, we inject. We do not. We do not smoke the heroin. (laughs) I cannot make that clear enough. So trust us. (laughs) (laughs) I do like, 
I mean, it was a pretty good qualification to make because I don't know, whenever he's talking about guys that work in like a rock venue until 3 a.m., I'm kind of assuming there might, like, these guys own bongs. Is all yeah, I'm saying. I would assume so. Like, there's no way that two young guys working in a rock venue are not ripping bongs past 3 a.m. on their roof when they live in Florida and it's 25 degrees at night. Yeah, especially when you want to hashtag investigate. That's the best <laughs> way the I best investigate. That's the best way to do it, dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't even see the ghosts till I'm high. <laughs> the, the demons will really start <laughs> yeah. speaking to you, man. <laughs> Sometimes if I'm like, all right, I want to see some real weird stuff tonight. Yeah, man. Five brownies. Oh, five. Uh, um, 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 um. I can't even see my own reflection. Oh my god, man. Because I found out the next day it wasn't a mirror. It's oh, crazy. Dude, I swear this time I had this THC spray. I nice. sprayed my song 12 nice. times, dude. I started hearing my own epitaph at my own <laughs> funeral, dude. It was so trippy. <laughs> and that's how you investigate the paranormal. Absolutely. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by LA Speedweed. <laughs> This figure hovered away from us, back to the center of the circle. This was about 35 feet away from us. I stood there frozen, terrified. I looked to my right to see Dave was staring with a blank look in his face, and he proceeded to start casually strolling towards the circle. I called out for him, but he ignored me. Panicked and not knowing what to do, I fell back in an old cliche. I I made the shape of a large cross with my hands behind Dave's back. As soon as I did it, and with him not being able to see the motioning, he snapped his head back at me and growled, Stop doing that! (laughs) He shuddered like he was going to vomit, shook his head a little bit, looked back at me with a normal expression, and ran back to me, obviously freaked out. He didn't even remember walking out to the centre of the circle. This trance state happened to him a few more times. (laughs) Jesus, he's at it again. (laughs) Make the cross. Just put a cross on the tree. (laughs) I mean, does that work? Like, I know, like, a crucifix is supposed to, like, warn off evil spirits and vampires, mm. etc. But is it just any cross? Because then why do you just do this all the time with your hands and then, like, make that with your fingers? Yeah, I don't really know what, what, what the idea is. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not something we can really test. This is the only thing that we've got to go on. Yeah. I don't know. Seems like a bit of a hack. Maybe that's, like, life hack 101. Like, that's on WikiHow. Yeah. Like, oh, that's for sure on WikiHow somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, or in, like, a BuzzFeed article or something on how yes. to, like, get rid of spirits quick. Don't buy a crucifix. Make one with your hands. <laughs> you save money on crucifixes. What did Make pe- a little origami Jesus and put them <laughs> on your hands. Uh, what did people do for a cross for warding off demons before Jesus? Hmm. That's a good point. We're just... I guess. Maybe everyone was just demons. <laughs> just demons everywhere. We just lived with demons. That was it. I, I mean, I, I, granted I know nothing about the technicalities of Christianity, but I think I have heard heard that. It's kind of interesting, the politics of like what happened to people after they died before Jesus. Right. Because if you think like Moses and all those like ancient prophets and stuff like that all lived way before Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus was the one who like, I don't know, saved everyone and like opens the gates of so heaven. So they got scammed big time. Scammed big time. They were like, yeah, they you guys gotta believe in God. You gotta believe in God. Then they die and they go up and they're like, so gates aren't open yet. Yeah. So like, what? We didn't send them down. Join, join the guest list. They're, they're <laughs> Who? They check all the books. Uh, the Son of God, Jesus. What? <laughs> yeah, we, we haven't sent him down yet. He wasn't in the books. That's honestly, this is getting back to the wrath thing all over again. Yeah. Pe- people are really being sold a false bill of goods here, thinking that they're going to spend their whole life worshiping Jesus, worshiping the big guy in the heavens with the beard, with the pearly gates. Yeah. It's snakes. <laughs> you got to be worshiping, all right? 
<laughs> or maybe there's just like a separate heaven, like a demon heaven for demons. Wait, mm. that's hell. <laughs> maybe there's... Here's a crazy thought, but bear with me for a second. Maybe there's some sort of anti-heaven. <laughs> Where they play are, rock music all day long. Things are bad instead of good. <laughs> Where instead of being massaged by angels, you were actually uh, <laughs> poked with a trident all day long by demons. <laughs> we'll call it reverse heaven. <laughs> demons paradise. <laughs> yeah, this trance state happened to David a couple more times. Some nights I would find him sitting on a chair in the middle of the circle alone, talking to someone. But he was all alone. In fact, one of those weird states happened to me. I hate to say possession, but that's what it felt like. I don't remember everything that happened when I was in that state, but I remember a brief moment where I followed Dave into my room, even though I didn't feel like I was in control. I remember Dave looking at me in the eyes and saying something like, You're not John! Give me back my friend! I saw him and I heard him, but I felt like I was miles away, buried behind something in my mind. Okay. Have you ever, like, sleepwalked? Yes. Really? Not massively. Yeah. I, um... Just maybe like I'll wake up and I'll be like, I think when I was younger, it happened a lot. I had a whole summer where I got really sick Mm -hmm. for like a month or two and had nonstop night terrors for about 60 days every single night. When you say night terrors, so like that's just really awful nightmares? The most horrific nightmares Mm. you've ever imagined in your whole life. Kind of cold sweat, waking up. Hot sweat, cold (laughs) sweat. Just burning sweat. Waking up just like... I've seen eternity. Wow. Just horrible stuff. And it's kind of frustrating because I was so young that I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah, okay. But the bits that I do remember are so strange because they're not even like, it's not like, oh, a man was stabbing me in my face. Yeah, It was just like concepts and thoughts. Okay. Were like the scariest things. Yeah, like a things. deep, awful paranoia. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a psychological hell. Just like almost like being thrown into another dimension and just hearing sounds and sights from universes around you. Mm. Horrible, horrible things. Wow. Uh, and then went on for about six months. Cool, And cool. I came out the other side and now I can talk to the dead. Right. Yeah. You never actually mentioned that in previous podcasts. That's... I thought you were dead. <laughs> That's why. Sorry, no, I am, but you just haven't mentioned that it's <laughs> right. other people. Oh, yeah, I should say that now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. For everyone listening, I died in the in the late nineties. Yeah, um, yeah, I killed him. <laughs> you were We're six. pals now. <laughs> they haven't found him yet. You pushed me down the stairs uh, at primary school. We've been friends ever since. <laughs> um, yeah, I had I had uh, two months of straight up night terrors every wow. night. Um, but since then, I've never I never really have nightmares or sleepwalk. Right. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. You don't really have them now because they do say like nightmares statistically outweigh dreams. It's something like 60-40%. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Kind of weird. Like, people talk about them as if they're rare, but I think people more often have sort of negative dreams. Yeah. My uh, my brother, who we both know, Colin, yep. one time was staying with me at my university halls in Wales. Cool, cool. And uh, he was staying in my room while he was there for a couple of days. He slept, walk, slept, slept, walked, sleepwalked, sleepwalked, walked while sleeping, mm-hmm. uh, left the room, left my apartment, left the building... And then as soon as the uh, electronic gate closed behind him, he just completely snapped out of it. And just no like, way. I've never heard that he one. He just like uh, immediately woke up on the spot and turned around and he, he was completely locked out of my entire building wow. complex. Like he'd left the building, through, walked through the cold to another gate and gone and locked himself out of the building. Yeah. 
And it was horrible. He was like calling me nonstop <clears throat> when I was fast asleep. So we stuck out there for hours. Because <laughs> you've got your night terrors all out of the way. So you sleep like yeah. a long I sleep now. like a baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm straight up just like... Honestly, like head a to pillow. dead baby. Like, you kids, no waking you up. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm drooling. I'm bleeding. <laughs> I don't it's see It's very dawn. sad. <laughs> uh, so he, he gets it worse than I do. But well, what about wow. yourself? Wow, that's crazy. It's such a good example because you would never do that in a million no. years were you not sleepwalking. Uh-huh, yeah, it was such a major inconvenience wow. for him. He was locked out for hours, then made it back into my building but couldn't get in the door because that was locked yeah. so we had to sleep outside jesus yeah it was really You're bad. A bad brother i didn't hear it i'm going on the record <laughs> <laughs> i probably heard the alarms in my sleep <laughs> like get the phone ringing me but i'm like dancing with gumballs near like a chocolate river just like da 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 rory answer the f- phone da, da. oh whatever you say Mrs. i love gumball yeah what turn it up <laughs> da da <laughs> I do like the idea of how, as you say, the contents of nightmares change throughout your life. Yeah. I find it funny that I can't really remember many of my own early nightmare experiences, um, but I do remember because I was a good bit older, whenever my younger brother, he woke up like screaming, crying, you know, as a very young child, very limited like um, <laughs> vocabulary at that point. And he had had this awful dream where going, what happened? What, ha- what, you, what were you dreaming of? And he, and he says, I was being chased by a wasp in the woods. <laughs> so adorable and hilarious. That's funny. Those that's are your biggest fun, fears. That's like the scariest thing you could think of yeah. was being chased by a wasp. Because imagine if you're like a little kid, you're brand new to the world. Everything's, as you say, sunshine and rivers of gumdrop smiles. Yeah. And then suddenly this like scary looking wasp flies by and your parents like oh get away from that it's like why why, why, why? it'll kill you what's that and it's like that thing will stab you yeah it's gonna stab you and why for no good reason it only doesn't stab you but then it dies <laughs> it's its only purpose get used to it <laughs> but it's funny that's freaking you out yeah like that's what you're afraid of i had a nightmare uh that you just reminded me of yes. when i was in um secondary school yes where i just murdered all of my friends. This isn't a bit. Yeah. I actually had a nightmare where I was murdering everyone. Wow. Until there was a pile of bodies with everyone I knew dead. Wow. And uh, at the top of it, just, it was someone's head poking out saying, why have you d- done this, Rory? Oh my God. And what, when their mouth was open, I slowly put a grenade in their, <laughs> in their mouth <laughs> and blew them all up. <laughs> So yeah, that was, I think that was my last nightmare I ever had. <laughs> Your brain was good after that. Yes, that was what I like to call the purge. <laughs> it is <laughs> truly vented. I'm fine now. Wow, that's dark. Yeah, that's pretty weird, isn't I it? I mean, it's a good thing you never kind of told adults about that because you might have ended up in a sort of school shooter register and never made it to later life. Yeah, the um, the two months of childhood nightmares really threw me back a couple years <laughs> academically. So I, I made sure to keep this one zipped up all tight in the old <laughs> memory bank. I work for IGN. I'm also setting my A-levels yeah. currently. Um, yeah, I, I, whenever I think of my, uh, my own, um, just as you were talking about psychological terror, I think of my own worst most horrible nightmare um i can still remember extremely vividly i dreamed of the end of the world and it was a very kind of cosmic um astronomical event 
by which I think it was kind of like you hear these stories of how in three billion years the, the sun is going to swallow up the earth. Right. It was sort of like that, like a kind of like you, we could see from very far away, obviously, you know, something colliding with the sun and this just destruction slowly creeping towards us at, you know, millions of miles a second and, you know, <laughs> and dark matter blocking out the sun. So the earth suddenly goes black and parts of the moon start to rain down on <laughs> earth and everyone's screaming and running around and you don't know what to do. Where's your loved ones and family? And I'm screaming. I'm in a night terror, of cold sweat, and I wake up. And I had tears in my eyes. It was insane. I've never, I don't think I've ever really had one like that since. Right. But I remember that was like, that blew my mind. I was yeah. like, I really felt like I experienced you the lived end of the it. world. Yeah. yeah. Those ones are creepy, aren't they? Damn. I felt that grenade in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wish good? that uh, wasn't a dream. <laughs> and I wish I had the balls to do that shit in real life. <laughs> I like the idea that the, the events leading up to that dream was like a kid stole one of your Pokemon cards. Yeah. And your brain was like, we'll Time see. For the spring. We'll yeah. see. Oh, Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. <clears throat> Getting back to the story. Getting back to the story, and John and David have experienced uh, these sorts of possessions for the first time. Right. He, he writes, These sort of events happened more and more consistently for the next month and a half. But in the interest of time, we'll wrap this up to the final evening. Standing on the porch, we heard someone stomping through the leaves on the ground on the opposite side of the house. Exhausted and angry at this point from not knowing what the hell was going on, we ran around the front of the house hoping to find someone who was actually out there this whole time messing with us. About halfway across the front of the house, we heard the weirdest sound imaginable coming from the treetops several hundred feet away from us. It was like a girl crying mixed with a bear. It was frankly awful. We looked at each other and we could tell it was time to just go inside. Before we could even turn around, this thing landed directly above us in a tree, somehow having moved 200 feet or 60 meters in about three seconds. It screamed again and we began to run. As we got to the garage area, we heard a loud plop on the concrete. <laughs> Interesting choice of phrase. Yeah. 
A loud plop on the concrete and a cooing sound similar to the Dilophosaurus noise from Jurassic Park. I feel like we need to Google that one real quick. Um, I'm going to look this up. Try and get is that it. the Dilophosaurus? Sorry, is that how you pronounce it? Dilophosaurus? Do you know what that sounds like? Is the Dilophosaurus the one that shoots tar from its head? Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe. I might be making that up. Because he said it's a cooing sound, so let's look it up. I'm not really... Uh, spend too much time learning paranormal shit and not enough time learning <laughs> real shit. Yeah, I think it's the tar one. Yeah, that. yeah. Ah! You're right. It has the kind of um, mane, a bit like a lion. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that noise, this sound was followed by the motion light on like a security a security light tripping right. on and coming on despite no one else being nearby. I heard Dave emit a low noise like he was hurt and he was grabbing his chest. <clears throat> we continued running until we got inside. He lifted his shirt up and there was a fresh gash about two inches across his chest right above his heart. It was bleeding heavily. A few days later, a man did end up trying to break into the house. And after everything that had happened, I decided to move on to another friend's house. Dave told me a few stories after I moved away. And a few months later, I moved across state to help my parents out as my dad had gotten sick. So this day, Dave and I will contact each other and try and figure out what actually happened. But is it the guy who tried to break in? Was it a weird coincidence or a natural phenomenon? I do hope so, but I truly feel like this was some sort of demon. Mm. I don't know. I can't explain anything that actually happened there. It's something I lived through and I will always remember. I don't have proof of these encounters. Dave does have a small scar in his chest to this day. I don't expect anyone to believe anything that has happened to me and Dave either. I know what I saw and I know what we experienced. I know it's hard to get behind. I wouldn't believe my story either if it hadn't actually happened to me. I'm sure some of these things were just our minds playing tricks on us, but some of the physical aspects I just can't ignore. Okay. What are your immediate thoughts? Immediate thoughts? My immediate thought is where's the beef? Where's the... (laughs) Excuse? I'm hungry, man. I just wondered when dinner, when you're gonna eat, when you're gonna eat. You told me we'd have enchiladas, <laughs> and there's enchiladas. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, where's the where's the juice? Where's the girth of this? What we've got is a very colorful, descriptive, exciting, romantic story. Yeah. What we don't have is a picture of the scar, a picture of the trees, which presumably mm. are still there any evidence they say that once they saw the smoke monster they continued to watch it uh proceeding nights and nights and there were numbers of strange occurrences and at no point did they think to bring out a camera or you know a sound recorder mm. anything among among those it's types a fair of accusation it's a fair accusation it's a little suspicious especially when mm. it gets to the point where your friends are being literally possessed and your windows mm. are shaking to still not go all right i think we should document this or tell people about this yeah that's a fair accusation yeah i mean it's tough because in a in a way with these paranormal instances it's a case of how much good does evidence do because as you say we could absolutely have a picture here of the scar on dave's chest he could have got that scar from anywhere if yeah if you're in the business of deceiving people you could absolutely. I mean, he works at a rock bar. <laughs> I'm assuming this guy is head to toe, scars, tats, <laughs> beard. And we know there's snakes in that yard. They're <laughs> probably taking a chunk out of them every three days. Yeah, I know what you mean. It would be nice to have some receipts on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be, uh, I, you know, we know John's listening to this podcast, and it could be that he decides to follow up, and we could do a follow up pup. Yeah. With this particular case, and he, he could decide to defend himself from your accusations. Um, I know what you mean. We could do with a little bit more 
evidence Girth. on our hands. Yeah, which I would appreciate if you have anything, John, to send in more information. Mm-hmm. But you know what? As a submission, this is awesome. This is great. This is exciting. It's pretty good. I thought I would continue by kind of dissecting a little bit of like the themes we came across here. Okay. He named this story The Circle. There's a lot of what happened here, a lot of different events, like citing the snake, citing the smoke beast, citing this shadowy being, the possession, the noises, the beast jumping across the treetops. Right. Bigfoot, you're saying. You but think it it's all... Bigfoot. <laughs> I didn't say anything of the sort, I would say. Um, Sasquatch then? No, I would say nothing to do with what you're thinking in your in your own head. You well, seem those to be, are the only two I know. To, I mean, we've covered many more than that on this podcast. <laughs> don't act confused. You've been here. It's episode 26 or some shit. If you don't think that vampires are Sasquatch in disguise, then I don't even know if you I You never brought this up in the Sasquatch or vampire episode. This is insane. I want to see if you knew. <laughs> it was a test. It was a test. You failed. <laughs> you ripped the mic out. Now be gone. <laughs> Start ripping out wires, breaking, smashing your TV. What is this even proving anymore? <laughs> but what does seem to be the center literally and metaphorically of this tale is can you put down the scissors please i don't remember picking these up excuse but they're mine now excuse sir i would ask you to uh open your mouth (laughs) i have a grenade (laughs) i have a fantasy to fulfill snip snip (laughs) you do just have a pair of scissors i don't know why i picked these up just throw those. That's a bad place to throw them. I'm just in throw my them in your backpack. I'm, I'm traveling tomorrow, sir. You're trying to get <laughs> you're, going, you're getting a flight tomorrow. <laughs> what am I trying to do? <laughs> trying to plant I'm me? I'm sorry. I'll continue. This is rude. I think you're possessed. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you're so skeptical and not buying it. Also possessed. Yeah. You're, you're possessed. Like, no, no. I'm not no. buying into this. Also, Rory is not here. Yeah. <laughs> I bled out of my eyes way before I was possessed. I mean, I'm not that I'm possessed. <laughs> the center of the story seems to be the circle. And I'm sure as our listeners can guess, this, this, the, the idea of a, of a circle, a paranormal circle, is, I mean, Jesus Christ, this is older than the wheel. This is older than anything, people. Yeah. This predates goddamn humans, probably. In, in sort of magic, ritual magic, it's common to draw circles in chalk or salt to protect oneself during a ritual. Oh, okay. So from that respect, they can, they're often perceived in modern times as like a protective barrier. Cool. They're deemed to be very fragile. And so I thought this was really interesting. So you would break, if you have a protective circle, you break the circle by walking in or out of it. You know, you have to draw it around you and then whenever you're done, you can leave. Right. There is a caveat to this. If you draw a doorway, you can enter and exit the circle at will without breaking the protective circle. What? Draw draw it where? Yeah. So if you are drawing with like, if you're drawing with, let's say like a staff, or yeah. something in this in like let's say sand or if you're drawing with chalk okay you literally just create a small doorway like lit- no again uh, you're breezing over what <laughs> you literally what aren't you getting about this dude you just what do say, you mean, create a doorway so imagine just creating like a little circle are you right. starting to create a little circle i've got them on here and then on just board. erect a door <laughs> via chalk or absolutely um what i mean is leave a gap in this circle but isn't that just an incomplete circle no. So the demons can get in? I guess not. <laughs> they don't know the password. <laughs> <laughs> it's demons suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No demons allowed is the password. <laughs> I thought this was very interesting because I don't know if John's aware of this kind of mythology, but that's basically exactly what he explained, that they have this circular tree pattern, but that there's two trees creating a doorway. Oh, right. If you remember, and that was their way in and out. And that was the only way that their friends were willing to follow them in and out of the circle. So their friends are demons. <laughs> they did say they listen to black metal. Yeah. Probably. The devil's music. <laughs> so. The devil's Spotify, as they call it. Yes. Uh, that's interesting. That's that- creepy it's quite an interesting revelation yes yeah also what's interesting about john's description is how this circle is supposedly a natural formation there are lots of examples around the world of uh, man-made structures we've all seen stonehenge and those kind of neolithic stone age structures where people create circular circular patterns in ritualistic fashion but what about natural formations turns out they're real too in fairy circles it was believed that witches would I should probably start by explaining what that is. Yeah, yes, of course, fairy circles. <laughs> Are you familiar with fairy circles, Rory? No. <laughs> okay, I'm going to show you a pick or five. Can you see from here? Yeah, right, okay. It appears to be simply just a circle in the ground where the vegetation is not growing. Or... <laughs> This is just stones in a field. No, they're mushrooms, dude. Those are mushrooms? Yeah. Oh, I can't see from here. (laughs) Okay. Because in the previous one, that would be somewhat easy to understand that there was some sort of lack of vegetation in a circle. Yeah. This is the opposite. This is on a lawn, there is um, mushrooms growing in a perfect circle. I mean, there could have been mushrooms growing not in a perfect circle that were removed to make a circle. I'm just saying... You'll have to trust me on this one that this is, if you uh, if you guys at home Google this, that fairy rings are like just an extremely common thing to come across. Okay. Um, there's lots of theories as to why, sort of scientific explanations as to why it happens, that there's maybe... That there Someone were making m- them. more yes. dense... Um, <laughs> excuse you. Hoaxes. How does one make a circle of <laughs> mushrooms? <laughs> Yeah, people- I assume you think you can just plant trees in a circle too, huh? <laughs> you f- wizard, <laughs> hack wizard. I don't know how you think that would ever you go. Wizardly down. bitch. You think Mother Nature would ever let that one fly? Cruel mistress that she is, <laughs> taking all my trees away from me. Yeah, people have hypothesized maybe that these mushrooms are kind of growing in a regular pattern, but then as they lose nutrients, they lose it in a kind of circular pattern going outwards. So all that's left is a ring. Gotcha. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's not fully understood. Anyway. You're on a site now called the fairy realm. (laughs) I just want to make that very clear. Hmm? Do you have a problem with the fairy realm.wordpress.com? This isn't even Wikipedia. This is the fairy realm. I think they might be a little biased when discussing the fairy rings. Very mushroom based as well. Yeah, that's why I picked these ones too. Here is a a, a group of um of uh, what are these? What the f- are these called again? Trees? Redwoods? Okay, so you couldn't remember the word tree. <laughs> I'm um, also having a stroke, but that's besides. These the are point. Uh, what the f- what the fuck are these? <laughs> Trees? Yeah, you can see them on I mean, the uh, and this. What is this? Just Laptop. Re- Hmm? And, and and I am human. Yes, I'm just really, really rushing to make a point. You can't remember. I have no time. No time for this. Here is a picture of. Uh, I am sweating profusely. I'll tell you that. This is a group of redwoods. The beats of sweat on your forehead are I feel like I'm losing you circle. on the fairy rings. <laughs> yes, I was on board until the fairy rings. Granted, they're a hard sell on them alone. I love it that I was on board till you tried to give me more evidence (laughs) (laughs) 
it's completely backfired. <laughs> At first, I thought it was a nice story. Now I think it's a bad lie. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I would like to direct your attention to this circle of redwood trees. Now, mushrooms could be planted because they're teeny and they grow overnight. Those redwoods... Trees can be planted. Not f***ing redwoods. They're like 300 foot tall or some shit. <laughs> that doesn't mean they can't be planted. Do you know how long it takes a redwood to grow that tall? How long? Hundreds of years. But you've just used Stonehenge as an example. <laughs> Alright, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. I'm being called on my own podcast. Alright, I'm gonna, f- I'm gonna find out how long it takes redwoods to grow tall. <laughs> great <laughs> try to show up me prick <laughs> my own damn episode <laughs> this is getting cut <laughs> john you threw me under a bus god this story wasn't believable <laughs> so i'm on uh straightdope.com currently nice an offsite of the fairy realm <laughs> whatever you discover it's not worth this <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be like oh yeah 300 years yeah okay so uh, to get about like 200 feet tall or whatever the hell height they are. Right. It could take like 100 to 200 years and they live for thousands of years. Okay. Granted, someone could have planted what if they were interested in such an uh, right. exploit. Anyway, they're reasonably common formations. So I've told you what a fairy circle is. They're these natural formations of plants. And this seems to be kind of what um, they're John's describing. Yeah. It was believed in ancient times that witches would dance in these circles on certain evil nights of the year. Although they look beautiful, it was believed in parts of Europe that you could be cursed upon entering a fairy circle, that you could even lose an eye or something like awful like that. There are many traditions like this around the world. People today will still not destroy fairy circles for fears of being cursed. In parts of England, it was believed if you entered a circle, you would become invisible and never be allowed to leave. Others claimed you would have to dance constantly to the point of madness or death. Wow, that's that's the most terrifying one of all. There was one case I read of a man in <laughs> this is fantastic. One case of a man in Wales whose daughter strayed into a fairy circle. So the the man had to go in and rescue her. So okay. he enlisted four other men to tie ropes around him such that he could go in and they could pull him out if shit got hairy. Right, yeah. So he got in there, grabbed his daughter and they yanked him out of there. Post haste. So these circles just in the history of the paranormal they can be used as these spell circles where you can make gateways but That's also right. the demons and witches themselves would also use circles yeah that was okay. kind of an interesting turn that's what i wanted to get at was people think it's mostly about protection but actually looks to be going back further in history they're seen as kind of a bad omen okay. and that they belong to kind of fairies demons and otherworldly beings and that if you go in there you're gonna get messed up damn okay so that kind of rings true with a little bit of John's story. And it's interesting that he didn't even come in there with any mention of that or prior knowledge of that. Yeah. But it seems to be what he's describing is that a demon seems to be hovering about there, causing all sorts of shenanigans and drawing his flatmate in there and, I don't know, messing with him, possessing him and all sorts. The snake setting is pretty cool too. He talked about the symbolism of that. In the Christian traditions, snakes are considered an evil omen, like the Garden of Eden and everything. Yeah. Whereas in other traditions, they're considered a symbol of rebirth, eternity, and regeneration, like an Ouroboros, kind of what I described for your belt there on your, <laughs> yeah. on your waist. For me, it symbols friendship and uh, <laughs> utility. <laughs> and making a living. <laughs> yeah, clothing. 
It is kind of funny how, like, on one part of the world, they're, like, bad, and then another part of the world, they're, like, awesome. Yeah, I thought it was just universally little shit munchers. Yeah. Interestingly, as well, again, like, John's not really mentioning this stuff, but the snake comes out of a tree, which is, one, very biblical. In the Norse tradition, a snake comes out of a tree to eat the roots of the world tree. When the Buddha sat under the Bodhi tree and achieved enlightenment, a snake came down from the tree and wrapped itself around him. It also appears in the Mayan and Egyptian traditions and the list goes on. Damn. Snakes hanging out in trees and messing with people. It is crazy, isn't it, that, um, you know, you hear all these old tales and old folklore and history, but animals still exist in all of them. Like literally tales of, of Buddha discovering enlightenment. And it's not, it's just a snake. It's yeah. still a snake. The snakes we have today. Yeah. That's pretty cool, isn't it? It is I mean, I was just talk of like dragons and stuff, but even like, you hear about like King Arthur, like talking with like the lady of the lake, but he's still on a horse. Yeah. <laughs> just a horse that we have, horses today. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It is. Brings cr- a sense of like reality to the, to the folklore and the legends. I know. And it, it kind of drives home how much people have changed because the horse is doing the same thing that horses have always done. And the snake is doing the same thing that snakes have always done. Yeah. But it's like the humans that have changed completely. Yeah. We're not insane anymore. Yeah. Which is well, quite nice. That's what we think, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they knew what was happening. Yeah. We need to get the snakes together. What do you think of that kind of symbolism? Are you the kind of person that if something like that happens to witnessing like a snake and that kind of, if you get a bad vibe about something, how much do you listen to your intuition on that? Uh, I don't get a lot of bad vibes. I'm pretty uh, easygoing guy. Um, I used to walk under ladders for fun as a child. Cool. So in terms of, <laughs> I mean, you're, I mean, your life's kind of in shambles, yes, yes, granted. I wanted to be around the bush. But, but it's hard to say whether that was down to the ladder escapade or not. Yeah. Um, so I never really, I mean, like, like 13 is a curse number, whatever it is, all that stuff doesn't really bother me too much. Mm, um, mm. Yeah, I don't get a lot of bad. I mean, I've moments. been in your bedroom. It's like some people have like a wall of kind of like they have a sliding wardrobe with a mirror. You smashed it the first day you moved in. That was yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm also scared of my own reflection. So I just wanted to <laughs> just get that out okay, of the way. Okay, so double negative. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it doesn't bother me too much, but mm. I am intrigued by the amount of similarities from John's story and the investigations that you've done into fairy circles and this mm-hmm. folklore. It's very interesting. Yeah, it does. Like, as you say, we're very different from the people of the past. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if we look at it in relation to old stories, like John's is like a textbook case. Yeah. Like, if you told that to like someone, yeah, in England, like a couple hundred years ago or a thousand years ago, they'd be like, yeah, don't go in a fairy circle. Why I would know. you do that? That's crazy. If the, Yeah, this story just happened, you know, further back in the past. It would have been in the Bible. Yeah, like your dad would have just like slapped you over the like back of the head and been like, "What did I tell you about fairy circles?" <laughs> yeah. It's so like this is like while he's tying the rope around his waist <laughs> to go in and get you, <laughs> tying the snake around him <laughs> to go in and rescue you. <laughs> uh, I think um, what I would have really liked again, my earlier point, what I would have really liked is some more evidence, even some okay. photos of his fairy circle, uh, a little more details nice, yeah. in the story, because at the end of the day, this is my reputation. As a paranormal investigator. I appreciate that. You know, people look to me and they think, well, Rory said this was real, you know? And that, you know, my my say in this uh, industry, the paranormal industry, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's high up. I'm somewhat of a professor of the paranormal. That's right. Corporations rise and fall on your word. You're, you're like a Trump <laughs> of yourself in that regard. Yes. Whenever you tweet that vampires are real, stocks plunge. I know. I've been trying to build that wall to keep the <laughs> ghouls out. Despite my advisor saying ghouls can traverse walls quite easily by many advisors, <laughs> then make it 
a ghost wall. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> what would that be? Let the eggheads figure that one out. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Where, where are you coming down? I think... I totally agree. I don't, it's very hard to reach any conclusion. You know, anecdotal evidence. Unfortunately, the paranormal world, you know, it's all anecdotal evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's very difficult for us with no experience of this to take his word on shadow beasts jumping across treetops and um, possessing his friend. Um, and also where the kind of role of paranoia, placebo and all sorts come into their experiences. Exactly. But from the way that he's written and and uh, the, the the way that he's laid out this story and kind of a bit, a bit like with our Dear David story, kind of um, taking time to doubt himself along the way as well. And this has happened over a very sustained period. I believe that something has gone down there that's that, that if, if it was me or you living in that house, mm-hmm. that it wouldn't just have been plain sailing for all those months. Right. You're a lunatic, sir. <laughs> but You're insane. The scissors. <laughs> Is that a convoluted way of saying that you are a yes on today's episode? I think if I had to go one way or the other, I think I'm going to go a yes on this one. Wow. I'm a no. <laughs> Hard no. <laughs> I need more juice. I need more, That's more logs for the paranormal fire. That's I'm fair. ready. I'm ready to believe, but I need a bit more. I need a bit more, John. Uh, I think it's gonna be. Uh, you're gonna have to take us out. You have to take us out to Florida. <laughs> to Cocoa, I need to Florida. see this thing first. And... <laughs> to Fruit Loop Island itself. <laughs> well, John, I hope you take that as an invitation to um, school Rory in this regard and uh, hit us up with some pics. Hopefully, you took something in, in the time that you lived there in Cocoa, Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, and ha- come back with some proof. Uh, to lay this to rest once and for all. We're sitting on a 50-50 here. Yeah, and again, thank you so much for writing in with your own paranormal story. If yes. anyone else listening wants to send in their own paranormal tale and they don't mind us dissecting it, having a little poke at you, yeah. making a bit of fun. Ripping their life to shreds just a little bit. Yeah. Contacting their loved ones to dig up dirt on them, that kind yeah. of thing. And then reporting said dirt to your boss. <laughs> um, if you don't mind any of that stuff, make sure you email us in at this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com and also if you just have any suggestions for big conspiracy theories and big paranormal cases that you would like us to investigate and if you guys want to support the cast at this point the best thing to do is uh just to spread the word and you guys have been doing an amazing job um at keeping in touch on social media platforms at this para life on twitter at this paranormal life podcast on facebook and we've been getting some amazing fan submissions uh this week of art um animations and you can see the links to all those on our social media clients so hit us up the party is going all week long absolutely check it out cool and thanks for tuning in see you next tuesday bye bye What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.